0: Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks are with you on a Monday. A lot to do the rest of this show. We'll look at some golf. We'll talk Major League Baseball slate for today, including an incredible pitching matchup with the Marlins and the Phillies today. So a lot to get to in this show. But right now, we go out to the Roman guest line. Joining us, Gabe Ramirez of 670, the score and the BetQL Network. Gabe, welcome to the show. And uh, let's start NBA Finals here. uh, Game five tonight, we have the Warriors, we have the Celtics, Warriors, four point favorites. I thought the series game was about to, you know, effectively be over. We're at about six or seven minutes to go in game number four. I felt like the Celtics were going to take it. Warriors came back and stole that game. So now we sit here 2 2. Gabe, let me throw this at you. We were discussing earlier Steph Curry. Is there a chance he wins the MVP even if the Warriors don't win the series? He's averaged 12 more points than anyone on the Celtics. What do you think about that? The idea of um, a great player like Curry winning the MVP on a losing team?
1: It's funny because I would have never thought that'd be a possibility until I saw Game Time on HBO. If you guys have watched that Mm -hmm. and you hear how, you know, he won the MVP despite the fact that he ended up losing in the finals. Now, Steph Curry, I mean, it's just amazing when you're talking about MVP by definition, most valuable player. And just with the basic eye test, you can watch any of the four final games and see that he is in fact the best player on the floor. Um, I I think it's interesting when you're looking at some of the gambling props for Steph Curry, six three-pointers? Is only playing only paying plus one fifteen. That's insane for a guy to make six three pointers, and he's only going to get pay, paid plus one fifteen. But I think I think it could be a possibility, whether win or lose. Even though I do think the Warriors are going to win, guys. I do think the Warriors are going to pull off the series, uh, but it is a very big possibility that Steph Curry could be the MVP, regardless of the outcome.
2: Gabe, so are you telling us that you think Golden State's going to win back-to-back games in this series? Because uh, for them to uh, end up victorious here, that's uh, likely going to have to happen.
1: I mean, I think it's a possibility. I think that once the pressure reaches the Boston Celtics, if the Golden State Warriors can pull off a victory today, I mean, they are favored. I don't know it's because of the public putting a bunch of money in them and believing in them as they have the first four games of the series. But I genuinely feel in my heart of hearts, what we've yet to see is a game where the Golden State Warriors are just the offensive juggernaut that we've seen over the last decade. Right. And I think that that could be coming today. Um, And if not today, then tomorrow. I mean, I just it's where my heart is, where I feel like America sees Golden State. I mean, maybe it's just because of the pedigree that they have. But I mean, they don't necessarily have to win two in a row. They could go game five and seven if it goes that far. But I think it's a possibility, ultimately, that I do think the Warriors are going to win the series.
3: We heard Kerr say that... Um looney is one of the smartest guys on the team he wished he played a more in game three we saw him play more in game four do you expect that to continue and if you do would you be looking at looney over rebounds or points what would you do there player prop wise
1: yeah i think it's interesting when you're looking at this team you hear about the golden state warriors and the number one word that comes up is defense right and i think that Having a rim protector, you can say what you want about Jermon Green. That's a whole other conversation for me. Um, but, but when it comes to Kevin Looney, he does make a difference in the paint. And when you have a guy like him who is simply dedicated to getting rebounds and being a great def- interior defender, I mean, that's what you have to look at. So, yeah, I think, I think both these teams shoot a lot of threes, a lot of long rebounds. So when it comes to the over on Looney, I definitely look to him. Um, to hit that overmark on the rebounding side and, and he, but he does, he does make a difference on this squad. And if he's on the floor allowing Clay and Curry to shoot threes at the rate that they do and creating second chance opportunities, I mean, he is going to be a big difference for this squad in game five.
0: All right, let's have the Draymond conversation, Gabe. Uh, He was removed from the game Friday in the fourth quarter, and it seemed to work. It ignited the words, and he came back in, and he actually had a really good possession about a minute to go with a couple rebounds and an assist. It wasn't like he played no role in the victory, but that game changed when Draymond Green went to the bench. Do, Do you think that we see more of that tonight, with Steve Kerr sitting Draymond down, or was that kind of one of those... All right, we gotta make a change in this game, but it's not gonna, you know, keep going here with the way Kerr works his rotations. What's your thought on, on how this might impact the series and what Kerr could do?
1: Yeah, I think ultimately Steve Kerr understands what it takes to win the NBA championship. And if that means benching one of your big three, so to speak, then it has to happen. I think even Draymond Green himself would say and walk up to Steve Kerr, hey, coach, I'm not playing well. And despite the fact that I want to be in this game, I understand that I am making a negative impact uh, on the floor as opposed to when I have my, you know, my, my moments where I'm conducting the defense and really being a facilitator on offense running that point. So ultimately, I feel like Draymond Green understands that he hasn't been producing. And I think what Steve Kerr wants to avoid is him trying to do too much to affect the game. And then he might end up with another one-for-six performance. But I, I, ultimately, guys, when I look at Draymond Green, I, I just think he needs to get out of the way. I think this team is is a really, you know, uh, obviously they're dependent on Clay and Steph Curry. But if you can get Draymond out the way and get more minutes to guys like Kaminga, um, get, get more minutes to Looney. I mean, get Otto Porter in there so that he can be another three-point threat for you. I think that's what you really got to be looking at. And it, so again, I think Kerr is going to do whatever is needed to win this game, and if that include if that includes putting Draymond on the bench, then
2: so be it. Gabe, okay, break it down for us. Side total quarters bets, player props, everything you're betting tonight for uh, game number five.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the under. For point totals, if you're looking at both teams, they're both averaging about 105, but Boston has needed that offensive output to be at a high rate in order for them to win when they scored 120 and 116. I don't think that's going to be the case tonight. I do think Golden State's going to win. I think they are going to put their best foot forward on the defensive end, so that's why I'm going under. Um, when I'm looking at, uh, there's a couple of other props that I've been looking at uh, specifically. Uh, Jason Tatum. Back-to-back threes, in order for him to hit that in two straight possessions, plus 1,100. Joe, you know how much I love my high-value uh, odds right there. So that's, that's one that I'm looking at. Jalen mm-hmm. Brown, um, in the four out of his last six games, he's had five assists. So I'm going over three and a half right there. That's something that I'm looking at. Um, Al Horford, he said one, three, and nine out of his last 10 games. So I'm hoping he can have some uh, output there, as, as well as his point total. Um, you know, he's averaging seven and a half shots a game. And so if you're assuming one of those is going to be a three and if he shoots 50% from the field, he should be able to hit that as well. So those are, those are the ones that I'm really looking at. And the one that I'm staying away from, I mentioned it earlier, Steph Curry, six three pointers, only playing plus 115. Uh, I'm just getting away from Steph Curry all the way around. He is not on my radar. I don't want to touch him because he's probably one of the most overbet NBA players in this finals. hmm
3: What about the third quarter Warriors bet that's been so good? Uh, Money line is minus 144, and then third quarter spread, I'm seeing Warriors minus one and a half is minus 102.
1: Yeah, I, I look at the third quarter and I just, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the psycholo- psych- psychology of the NBA basketball season. So when I look at the third quarter, if, you, if you're telling the Boston Celtics, like, yo, we're getting our butt whooped in the third quarter, eventually they're going to have to put a ton of effort in. And especially if they're losing in the first half, which I have them doing, I feel like they come out on fire. So one, minus 140 is just not enough value for me. I do love the line, however, minus one and a half. To pay me that, I I think that's what I'd be more interested in. Uh, But ultimately, I do think the Warriors come out, whether it's the first quarter or the third quarter. What we've seen consistently is that Steph Curry, when rested, has these legs in order to make some big shots in those quarters, and we've seen it consistently throughout the entire playoffs. So again, Warriors definitely taking the third quarter, but I, I take it with some points as opposed to just straight money line.
0: Gabe, is Clay Thompson back? Is, is and and what I mean by that is is he playing at a level where you feel comfortable with his props and betting? Um, and he's kind of been up and down the entire playoffs. The big game to finish off the Mavericks, up and down to start the series, but now it's back to back games here with Clay uh, hitting his three point total over five threes in game number three, four threes in game number four. What what you feeling on Clay right now? Because it's been um, it's been pretty up and down for him since he came back from those injuries.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you like your money in your bank account and you want it to continue to grow, just stay away from it altogether, right? I mean, you said it yourself. It's just the inconsistency. It's, you're not necessarily sure with which Clay Thompson you're going to get. You know, he's capable of it. So if you want to, you know, sit at the edge of your seat while you're watching the entire game, hoping for Clay to bang in three or four three-pointers, then so be it. But I, I just would stay away from it. He's just a guy that, you know, whether it could be something like an injury that he could tweak or maybe he just Hits a cold streak they do put him on the bench for for uh, quite quite a bit so that's something that i would stay away from altogether can he do it absolutely we all know he can he's clay thompson one of the best shooters in nba history however in this particular finals he is defaulting to steph curry and and the the thing is this the reason why he's been hitting these threes because he's so open because of steph curry people just focusing a ton of attention on the perimeter for steph and giving clay these open looks coming off screens So can he? Absolutely. But do I want to bet my hard earned money and hope that he can? Absolutely
2: not. Gabe, let's uh, transition over to some baseball. You've got the South Siders podcast, a brand new Odyssey podcast uh, with Shane Reardon. And that uh, you can check that out. Make sure you subscribe. Find the info on Gabe's Twitter account there. Have you changed? Have you flipped? I'm assuming for a while you've been saying, "Okay, they're they're going to win the division." Well, some sports books have flipped. Now the majority of books have the Twins as the favorite in the division, and I'm seeing the World Series odds larger than we have all season long. White Sox now 25 to one. Are you still holding out hope that once healthy, they can be just fine as they sit in third place?
1: No. And it's a sad reality that I've had to face um, watching this team this season. They're just a bad team. I think when you're looking at the Minnesota Twins, they're favored as they should be. They have some guys that are gamers, guys that want to play, want to win, and are producing at a high level in the months of April, May, and so far in June. The White Sox, unfortunately, just can't put it together. And I know people could point to the manager. People could point to the injuries. But the fact of the matter is, this is Major League Baseball. you got guys in here that should be able to hit the ball, should be able to get on base. You're four and seven in June, which is just absolutely horrid. And when you're looking at some of the statistics, guys, it really is just damning. And I think that's why you look at this team and say they're not going to end up winning the division in 2022. Last year, in 2021, fourth in walks. This year, 29th. They just can't get on base. On base percentage, last year's third in all of Major League Baseball. This year, 25th so far i mean that's such a huge gap and to try to overcome it in a short period of time what you're going to need is a miracle not just your whole roster coming back and i just you know they're 15th in the league and batting average i mean it's just things like that that you're saying to yourself how what are you going to point to to say that the white Sox are going to be able to get out of this rut is it pitching well it can't be because their era is over four right now if you're looking at the bats i mean you're, you're banking on tim anderson batting 500 if you want to score some runs, you've seen guys like Abreu, you've seen guys like Osmani Grandal, Yohan Moncada. These guys have been underperforming and it just seems like such a large task for them to try to get back to that 2021 shape that they were once in.
3: What do you like on today's MLB card? I see um, Chris Flexen is pitching. That's a guy I've enjoyed <laughs> fading this season. The Twins are underdogs. I'm just curious what what caught your eye on today's card?
1: Yeah, I mean, despite the fact that I just went on a two-minute rant about my White Sox, I do do like them against the Detroit Tigers today. Uh, I really feel in my heart of hearts, I mean, I do feel that they want to be competitive. I just don't know what it is going to take for them to be just that. So that, I mean, I do like the Twins as underdogs. I mean, they had a great series um, this past weekend, and I feel like they're going to continue on that hot streak. It's June. These guys are hitting it. That's what you got to really look at. What teams are playing well right now? Another thing that I like to look at is, Um, back to back games. I know a lot of teams in major league baseball don't like to lose back to back games. So I always like to go back to the day before, see who won, try to look at the home favorites and put a lot of money on them and put them in a nice parlay. Um, like I did yesterday with the Strohs, the, the the Blue Jays. Um, so I mean, when you're looking at that, those are the, those are the teams that I'm looking at to, to really get us some money today.
0: Gabe, uh, to pivot back to the White Sox for a second, I, I heard the fire Larusa chance. We saw last <laughs> week the egregious intentional walk on a one two count to Trey Turner. Do you believe the White Sox should fire Tony LaRusso? Not will they. Do you believe they should?
1: 100%. It, w- it was a hiring that I didn't like from the beginning. It just didn't feel right. I saw one tweet that said, it's like giving a kid with a brand new license a Lamborghini, right? It's like you're giving this guy, this team, that is so good, that was in a position to really have a deep playoff run. And it just seems as though he's not getting the best out of his players. And when he's making questionable decisions like walking trade Turner on a one-two count, or even yesterday, Kopech goes down, you know, with a knee injury early in the first, you bring in Reynaldo Lopez, who's been a starter for your team for years, and you only allow him to pitch two innings. Granted, Johnny Cueto did a phenomenal job coming in, but again, it's just the timing. It's the it's managerial decisions that I feel like are just wrong. Bringing in Moncada late, knowing that he hasn't been playing well, pinch hitting in, in the latter half of the game. just Again, it's just managerial decisions. And if you're looking for what, like I mentioned earlier, it's not injuries that uh, getting guys back from injuries that's going to change this team over. It's not pitching. It's, it's got to be a different kind of a spark. And I think that spark's going to come in the form of firing Tony LaRusse so that you can tell these guys hey, we're serious about winning this year. And we want you guys to be equally as serious. And you've seen it with the Phillies after firing Girardi, the win streak that they've gone on. You've seen the culture shift for the Los Angeles Angels and what they've done over there. And I think there should be it should be no different for the Chicago White Sox. With one of the easiest schedules remaining for the rest of the season, I think if they just have a little spark and they can come in the field, nobody's going to cry if Tony La Russa's gone. Nobody on the White Sox team is going to be like, oh, my God, Tony La Russa, love loved playing for him. No. Get him out, get some fresh blood, put in cats, He's a guy that's going to be a great manager in the future, and if he can be that in the present for the Chicago White Sox, that could potentially be the spark that they need to get themselves into the playoffs.
0: Great stuff. Gabe Ramirez on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash now to get $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash Beck. You always appreciate Gabe hopping on. He wants the roost out. He's already got a replacement lined up on the other side. We'll dive into some early U S open thoughts and the MLB card for a Monday coming up next hour. That's right here on Becky all daily.